Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode of the Cult Popcher podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch or get two extra exclusive podcasts a month, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash cultpopture. pathetic clap on my half. That was one of the best claps I've ever done. Well, that's why I'm not going to ask you to redo it, because I, I know I care more about you having a good clap than me having a bad clap. There's no such thing as a good clap, though. Yeah. If you've like, got the clap. Yeah, getting the clap is never <laughs> good. Uh, so this is the podcast. No, let's start. <laughs> Excited and happy. We keep starting podcasts with, all right, welcome back. And it like reduces the mileage like from the from the get-go. I feel like it makes us sound like we're not happy to be here. Because I am happy to be here. National treasure, baby. But like... You're saying weird things if they're just to me, so is this part of the podcast? I don't know, what do you want to do? Yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> it is National Treasure, baby, as yeah, AJ baby. said. Oh shit, baby. Um, yeah, so that we was us talking about our sync clips at the start. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Which, like, I feel like it's something that... You don't. You might not understand what that is if yeah. you're not another podcaster. But yeah, a little peek behind the curtain. Shut <laughs> God damn! I hate this already. <laughs> I hate everything about this. All right, what is what show? What, who are we? What show is this? All right, this, this is, your first is time the Cult Popshire podcast, and the the show we're doing mm-hmm. is called Film Franchise Fortnights. And uh, I'm your one of your hosts, Richard, mm. and I'm joined by AJ and. I'm joined by Richard in turn. National Treasure mm. is a two-film franchise. It consists of National Treasure 2004 and National Treasure Book of Secrets 2007. And as this is a podcast where we randomly select or have our patrons on www.patreon.com forward slash uh they can suggest franchises as well. And mm-hmm. they suggested National Treasure and that one and here we are talking about it and we and talk about franchises think, every week. <laughs> I think um, one of our, our patrons, um, Michael Baston, specifically requested that I announce on pod that he suggested it. So this Well, is we're that. not going to. <laughs> yeah. Suck it, Michael. <laughs> a- <laughs> uh, just bleep his name out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so these were both directed by John Turtletob. What a, what a good name for a director. Yeah. Turtletob. <laughs> sounds uh, like a Pokemon. It sounds like a bottom of the barrel. We've ran out of ideas. Let's do another turtle one. Pokemon from yeah, like generation yeah. eight. And they're like, all right, uh, turtle mon. <laughs> they just start doing Digimon. Yeah, and hope nobody notices. <laughs> like, yeah, you get the roster for um, season eight. Or Generation mm. 8 or whatever it is. And you, and you get halfway through. You're like, actually, 
All of these have been existing Digimon. Actually, all of these are characters from Desperate Housewives. <laughs> There's like the Suzanne, and you're like, that's a funny name for a Pokemon. Mm. Mary Allen. Those are the two. Mike. There's a Mike. Mm. Oh, Jesus. Gab- Gabriella. Oh, you're starting to name High School Musical characters now. Damn it. This always happens whenever I'm trying to name Desperate Housewives characters. Desperate Housewives is one of those things that always pops up in pub quizzes, and I know nothing about it. I know quite a bit about it. I, it was one of my sexual awakenings, <laughs> Desperate Housewives. Yeah. I, I watched it on TV when I was about 11 or 12, and I was like, oh, yeah. This this sexuality thing starts to it started mm, to kind that's of that's what this thing's for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, my sexual awakening was National Treasure two thousand four, of course, uh, starring Nicolas Cage, mm. and uh, we've actually got Nicolas Cage here today. Um, thank you for coming along, Nicholas. Oh, it's great to be here. <laughs> and uh, Nicholas, we're here talking about your your, your classic films. The National Treasure franchise. Mm. So can you mm. tell us what the first one's about? Sure. So as a whole, I guess the, the two films, or even the first film, if you take the tried and true format of Indiana Jones or The Mummy or Tomb Raider, or any of those classic uh, adventure action-adventure films, uh, and we say, hey, but what if it's set in America instead? Instead of traveling all over the world... All these artifacts are in our backyard. So the first film is very simple. It follows uh, my character, Ben Franklin, Benjamin Franklin Gates, and his buddy, Riley, and his love interest, Abigail. And they're trying to uh, find treasure that's somewhere in America. And the way they have to do that is to famously uh, steal the Declaration of Independence. So that's where we start off. And it's 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 a classic classic treasure hunt movie from from the get-go from the gecko yeah that's the name of the studio that, that's yes yeah. <laughs> no it's disney <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so thanks nicholas mm. uh yeah it's a classic heist adventure kind of mm. movie yeah do you think i was thinking about this so i feel like Sooner or later, one of us was going to say this this following sentence. Um, you don't get movies like this anymore, yeah, do you? Man. This is you like, don't. This is like 90% of what I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do wonder if maybe when National Treasure 1 came out, this genre was quite tired. And so I wonder if, because I wonder if the critical reception to National Treasure was based in like, we've seen this before. But now watching it when there hasn't mm. really been... We've had like Tomb Raider last year, but other than that, I can't really think of like a big budget action adventure film um, of this kind of style since then. And it's funny watching what may have been tired in 2004 be new and fresh in 2019, you know? Yeah, it's interesting. Mm. Uh, so can you tell me, while we've still got you here, Nick, I will let you go oh, very shortly. Yeah, sorry, yes. But uh, what is the second film about? Uh, the second film is uh, they're now searching for uh, the the president's book of secrets uh, to to exonerate uh, my character Ben's uh, great great granddad who is being charged with orchestrating 
Abraham Lincoln's assassination, which I firmly wow. believe he doesn't do. So in this one, we kidnap the president and we go be- beneath Mount Rushmore and it's all very fun and exciting. Is, that a go- is it a good Nicolas Cage impression? Oh, no, it's horrible. I feel you, there is something there, though, isn't it? There's, there's a, um, there, I'm getting something right. I just don't know how to lean into the, the right part about it. Yeah. I um, When I was in pra- no, uh, high school- <laughs> I, think I, say prime. I don't know why I was going to say <laughs> primary school. In the prime of my life in high school, um, I had I was doing year thirteen. We were doing monologues, which is you know last year of high school. We we're doing monologues, and I did my and we had to do it as a famous character or like someone that could have existed, kind of thing. You know, it has to be based on history, sort of thing. And I did mine as John Wilkes Booth, and I looked up where he was from, and he's from I believe he's from Maryland the mm-hmm. maryland whatever the state and i was like who else is from there and nicholas cage is from there as well so i essentially did a nicholas cage impression mm-hmm. um because i was like oh you know that's the kind of accent that he might have had <laughs> okay yeah well how, give us show us your one then no no it's been too long <laughs> <laughs> i think i, I think want, it's hard to do a nicholas cage <laughs> it's, it's hard to do a Nicolas Cage impression that isn't insane. Like, yeah. I probably should have gone one, two, three, four, five, like that kind of thing. Yeah, or, yeah, or whatever yeah. He, he yeah but he, he does have a quite a distinctive, like, subdued voice, like the, uh, like if you think of Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah, Wherever sure. I go, the wind follows, and the wind smells like rain. <laughs> to that me, was better it, than yours. <laughs> it, sure, it sounds like it's like an Owen Wilson impression that's maybe smoothed out and said through a funnel. That's how I hear Nicolas Cage's voice. Like right. if Owen Wilson is wow, then Nicolas Cage is wow. Yeah. (laughs) 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 All right, we've knocked it out of the park. We've got to the bottom of of the key to a Nicolas Cage impression. Yeah, and also because in these characters, he's kind of like the cool laid back character. Mm. So he's like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I'm going to kidnap the president of the United States. Yeah, he's, just, he's just slurring. He's stoned the whole time. Kidnap the president of the United States. Yeah, so that is the two films. That's what they're about. Now, AJ, you hadn't seen either of these before, have you? Uh, they were very much... Um, I could tell you scenes from them. I could I could recall seeing bits of them. I could tell them. you what he steals in the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I had not... I don't think I'd sat down and watched them all through at any point. Yeah, I have seen... I had seen the second one on TV, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. But I hadn't seen the first one before. But I did know what he steals in the first one. So, yeah. AJ, mm. what did you think of them? Um, uh, I thought that they... They reminded me of, as I said before, movies like Indiana Jones and The Mummy. More so The Mummy than Indiana Jones. That's one movie, Indiana Jones and The Mummy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my continue the franchise for when we get Indiana Jones. Okay. That's my continue the franchise for when we get The Mummy. <laughs> they are set in the same time period. Um, but I don't feel like National Treasure um, attempts to have the same fun or flavor as something like The Mummy. And the mummy returns. I feel like National Treasure is a bit more generic. Um, and more it's- like the mummy, twenty seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, actually, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I thought if I was to compare the two, I'd say 
I think I enjoyed this. I watched these both today, by the way, in a row. I think I enjoyed the second one because you get more wild Nicolas Cage in the second one. And that's kind of what I watch a Nicolas Cage movie for. Right. <laughs> that's really interesting. So I fucking loved these films. That's cool. No, yeah, cool. Uh, I, I, I watched these and then... Uh, like yesterday Jess came home and I mentioned that like I mentioned something about National Treasure she was like did you watch those without me <laughs> and because I don't think I don't think she's listened to all of our last podcast so she didn't know that's what we were doing next yeah and she was like apparently she loves National Treasure <laughs> and it like just never it's never come up in conversation yeah, yeah. in the past but uh, yeah man these are so good they're such fun films mm. I thought I was like yeah I can see why Everyone who like grew up these with these films absolutely loves them. Yeah, yeah. kind of thing. They're, like, there's so much fun, and yeah, like we said, they don't make movies like this anymore. And we've said this about Pirates of the Caribbean as well. Mm. It's because that was around the same time as well. The, the Curse of the Black Pearl, anyway. Yeah, that like these big like family friendly adventure films because mm. like adventure as a genre has just died because now we have superhero movies instead to yeah. fill that void of like actiony kind of blockbusters that the whole family can go globe see. globe trotting often mm, i think yeah and uh, yeah so it, it is really disappointing that that we don't get movies like that anymore because i think there is a place for them and maybe you could argue that that place is currently being filled by superhero movies but man they're fun we're, they're very fun yeah we're itching it's sooner or later someone's gonna make a throwback to these yeah. types of films and it's going and everyone's going to love it and yeah. everyone will say they don't make movies like this anymore <laughs> yeah like yeah literally within the next three years i imagine that it will yeah come out. I, I, absolutely the closest uh, i'd say I, I, i've said something similar to this before the closest i'd say would be um jumanji welcome to the jungle but even that yeah that 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 occupies a very slightly different type of film <laughs> that i'm thinking of it's hard to explain what i mean i guess like mm. i guess this specific like archaeology based like yeah, um, yeah, yeah. globe trotting indiana jones clone um they like and, and like clues and stuff like that yeah yeah they they were everywhere for, for about 20 years and then they don't have they don't they don't release them anymore but i'm talking like there were big ones like national treasure or the mummy and then there were the stone romancing the stone or there were tiny ones as well that you'd rent on vhs you know <laughs> like, yeah. like from can the you video name store. any other ones that you're talking about because i can't I know, think of any there's there my parents are real into a series called the librarian which okay. is kind of this sort of thing um and that's real low budget um so that there's an example um but yeah i don't know i feel like you could find a lot of action adventure straight to dvd movies of this kind of design yeah, sure sure mm. sure mm. so what do you think i mean i know the app you use to watch films usually tells you the rotten tomatoes score actually but- that app um got a bit the guy who ran it um gave up on it because it was too much maintenance so i don't use that app now but i use a very similar app which doesn't tell me the rotten tomatoes oh okay however someone asked me if national treasures were considered good and i looked up the rotten tomato scores but that was two weeks ago and i don't remember them well okay (laughs) what what would you guess the first one is i it's got to be like 30 to 40 right uh you're wrong okay so yeah yeah well you won then yeah i did (laughs) uh well no but it's 45 yeah 
See, I thought I thought the I was so shocked that the first one was forty five. Mm. I thought it would be like sixty to seventy at, yeah. at the lowest kind of thing. I, I didn't realize that the critical response to these wasn't good. Well, I reckon that's what I reckon. People were tired of them. That's what I was saying. I reckon these were the because like because have you you haven't seen the Mummy or the Mummy Returns? No, I haven't. So. Not yeah, to- sorry about it. I've I've only seen the original <laughs> ones because I'm a cinephile. <laughs> not to not to step on your love for these movies, but I'd say the Mummy and the Mummy Returns are like the the national treasure movies on adrenaline. Like they are more fun versions of it. And I say all this just to, just to get back to what I said before that like <laughs> just to get back at you, just <laughs> just to put you in your place. No, just to 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 reiterate that I think by the time National Treasure came out, it was like. Critics would have been like, we've seen this done better. You know, we've seen this. Although, that being said, The Mummy doesn't have particularly high Rotten Tomato scores either. Mm. <laughs> I think maybe it's just one of those things where it's just a genre critics don't like. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but uh, what would you guess the audience score is? Um, high 70s. Define high 70s. After 75. Okay, and before? <laughs> 80. Uh, you're in the right ballpark. Can you, do you want to give me a specific number? 77. Oh, two, I overshot it, mate. 76. Damn it. Uh, idiot. Um, <laughs> so stupid. And what about National Treasure Book of Secrets? What do you think that will have on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, I feel like there's an easy chance, just because of the way sequels go, that this will be lower than the first one. But I honestly couldn't. I don't know what you would prefer about either of them. Does that make sense? Like, I, I enjoyed them both, but interesting. I yeah. couldn't. I couldn't see a drop in quality for the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I would guess it's lower just because that's what happens. Yeah. So, so give us a number, mate. Sixty. So, so you reckon it's lower than forty-five, and you're guessing sixty? Oh, I was guessing the audience. So score. you're wrong. Right, it's thirty-five. That's, <laughs> that's fine. Um. Uh. But yeah, sixty-seven for audience score. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, so they are, I think for me, and I, I do see what you mean when you say you prefer the second one, but for me, like, the the second one is a classic, not quite as good as the first one, but not a disappointment. Yeah, you know what the, the most quintessential example of that is? The Lego Movie 2? No, Lego Movie 2 is good enough for me to recommend it. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like you know, the- be excited about it. I, mm. I reckon the definitive sequel that isn't as good as the first one, but nobody can really put their finger on it why, would be Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Like, that movie is like, it's it's <laughs> I'm fine. I'm not familiar enough with It's that. fine. It's as good, I guess, as the first one, but probably not. And this is the similar vibe for me for Book of Secrets. Um, yeah, I can understand why it wouldn't be someone's favorite, but not why someone would hate it, I guess. Should we see if um if the if Ron Tomatoes agrees with you on Charlie's Angels? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Charlie's Angels has sixty eight percent. Um And what's it called? Full full throttle. <laughs> throttle. Uh, Charlie's Angels full throttle has a hundred percent. No, it has forty two percent. Yeah. So significantly and 40, there are a lot of duologies where the first one is roughly 68 and the second one is roughly 40 whatever you said 42 yeah. like yeah like that that feel that rings true that those two numbers for the these kinds of movies and their sequels you know yeah well mm. but we're not here to talk about charlie's angels well but there is a charlie's day. angels coming out later this year so Ma- maybe we can oh, talk about it then. okay all right okay 
<laughs> so do you do you agree with the Ron Tomato scores then? Of forty five um, and thirty five? not personally, but I guess now that is a bit too low for me to be able to be like, yeah, it's because critics don't like them. That is that is suspiciously low that it feels like Yeah. Like I think objectively these films are more good than bad. Yeah, yeah, I like, agree. Like the, like even if you don't like them, they're not they're nothing about them is like offensively bad. Mm. And so so like the fact that I mean, if I was to guess, taking into account that they're not really like critic friendly movies, I would guess the first one is like sixty four, the second one would be like forty eight. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like the first one being rotten I think is incredibly unfair. <laughs> yeah. Again, man, I reckon it's a time thing. I reckon it's a it's a time period the time period it came out in kind of thing. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe John Turtletob is just the king of movies that get low ratings, like because he directed the Meg. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what does the Meg have on Ron Tomatoes? Uh, I don't think it was fresh, was it? Oh, I can't imagine it was, but I wonder <laughs> if it's his, if it's higher rated than the other two. Uh, it's higher rated than the other two. It's so, forty six percent. When did Rotten Tomatoes come into existence? Because remember, people rate things. Yeah, but it actually uh, like takes into account reviews that were written at the time. I think. Okay. Uh, with mm. some stuff, so like this, and because because Rotten Tomatoes actually has been around a wee while. Yeah. Um, but it's like they, they'll take into account the review that was posted in like on RogerEbert.com on that at the time. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, started in 1998, actually. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Sweet as. Um, no, yeah, real strange. Very strange. Mm. Too too low, but at the same time, I don't know if I can fight it with any, like, here's why it's good, you know? It's just solid, I guess. It just doesn't, yeah, as you say, there's nothing offensively bad about it, I guess. Mm. I can't imagine anyone hating them, you know? No, yeah, yeah. I, if you do hate them, let us know and tell us why. Yeah. You know? And then stop listening, and then unsubscribe from our podcast because I don't want you. <laughs> I don't want your patronage. Um, um, yeah, the second podcast in a row I've said that. <laughs> uh, so, did you have much like experience with the films before this? I mean, you said you watched them, but like, did you know much about them? I'm more just asking you so I can segue into my own story, if that's all right. Uh, so, shall I answer just in one uh, yeah, word? I mean, if you have an answer, I mean, you kind of already have an answer that you haven't watched them, but... I knew about stealing the Declaration of Independence, and I think yeah. I vaguely knew that he has to kidnap the president. And actually, I knew what the Book of Secrets was, because I oh, remember yeah. hearing that... To, so, the Book of Secrets is the book that every president inherits, and it has all the secrets of the world on it. And I remember being fascinated by that concept when I first heard about it. And then when Trump got elected, I was like... Fucking Trump knows if there's aliens or not. That's such bullshit. <laughs> I want to fucking be the president. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I had like, uh, the, and this, this is the reason I watched National Treasure 2 on TV. Is so when I was at camp on, in like year 12 or 13, like school camp, um, one of my mates just started using the word psycho all the time. <laughs> like he'd be like, oh my God, that's psycho. That's so psycho. And one thing he talked about being real psycho was in one was in a movie called Fired Up. I can't remember what the line is, but he goes, one of the characters is like, Robert De Niro, meet the parents reference. Love it. (laughs) And it's like, he says something, then it says the references. And then like, we would all just say that and it would get like more and more, you know, like intense every time. And 
And, <laughs> and the other one, he's like, oi, there's the psycho bit in National <laughs> Treasure 2 where <laughs> they've, like, escaped from prison. And this guy's like, oi, where are my detainees? <laughs> And then it became like this huge thing of everyone being like, Oi, where are my detainees? Like louder and louder and more intense. Yeah. And then I watched, and then it happened to be on TV like a month later. And I was like, I'll, I'll watch it just to see this bit. And so they're in, um, it's, it's Buckingham Palace, eh? Yeah, yeah. And they've been taken to security <laughs> and then they escape. And this British, this Bobby, this British um, guard, sees that they've escaped and he, and he you know, touches the earpiece and goes, oh, where are my detainees? <laughs> like, it, it's so, like, not intense. But, but like, it's happened to me so many times, man. Yeah, we were, like, screaming at each other. <laughs> we talked about that for, um, I th- did we mention this on the Austin Powers episode that I always used to quote Dr. Evil being like, you want oh, some yeah. chocolate ice cream? Maybe later. But it's not, yeah. he says perhaps, and it's way <laughs> less, it's, like, way more like perhaps later. And it's like, yeah. I remembered it being like this you nuanced it being way of him being like trying to relate to his son and be like, maybe later, but he doesn't quite understand him. Yeah. I, 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 that's a, that's a phenomena as, as yeah. remembering a line as way funnier or better than it actually was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but it's also really funny that um, another line in like the last year of high school that I, we loved quoting was, you know, in Dodgeball... <laughs> <laughs> I love this line. And Dodgeball, when he's like, um, uh, Ben Stiller's character is trying to impress um, the, what's, what's his wife's name? His ex wife, Christine Taylor's character. And she, and he's like reading and just showing off that he can read essentially. <laughs> and she throws up a little bit in her mouth. He's like, you know, in subcultures, they actually eat, eat their own vomit. I read about it. In a book, <laughs> like showing yeah. off, like look at me in a book, <laughs> and then in National Treasure Two, he's talking about something, and he's like, "How do you know that?" He's like, "I read about it in a book." <laughs> it's just the exact same line, and I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> the, the, if we're talking about psycho moments in um, <laughs> in National Treasure, I did I did find it because you watch National Treasure One, and I think like you you no one can deny the. Um, the meme value of Nicolas Cage these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like he is he is a sought after meme and in the meme economy it is invest, 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 and it has been for the past fifteen years or so, right? Yeah. Um but I think if you went into National Treasure One looking for like a wacky Nicolas Cage moment, the most you get is him saying they're going to steal the Declaration of Independence, which is just a funny line. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it was on the fucking front page of Reddit yesterday. Yeah, it was it's nuts. Yeah. Um, but then in the second one, they have to make a um a a distraction in Buckingham Palace, and so he starts yelling yeah, yeah, at his, yeah. at his, at Abigail, the, his now ex girlfriend, um, and he like stomps down the stairs. And he's like, "Well, here we go again." <laughs> it's like, it's like, and then he like goes down the rail, and the British guards like stops him, and, and he looks at me. He's like, "Hello." And then he like he like does this eccentric fucking thing, and yeah, it made man. me wonder. Was the what happened between two thousand four and two thousand seven when Nicolas Cage rose to memedom? Because it well, always I mean, you said he's been a meme for fifteen years, and fifteen years ago was two thousand four. <laughs> there you go. Maybe that's it. Maybe it started with the declaration. I'm sure. I'm sure people were making like when did um 
the the one, two, three, four. Or when did Wicker Man come out? I feel like that was pretty yeah. early as well. Wicker Man, I think, was two thousand six. Okay, maybe that was what it was because it the, the way he he explodes in that scene was like, oh, here's Nicholas Cage. You know, it's for the first time in the in the the National Treasure movies, it's like, oh, this is the Nicholas Cage that I know. You know, do, do you know mm. what I mean? And so it's it's almost yeah, yeah, like yeah. they've they've tried to tap into what people are buying a ticket for with that small C while still keeping him relatively true to his character yeah. from the first film. I mean, it could just be a thing of like the first film wasn't written with a star in mind, but the second one was obviously mm. written for Nicolas Cage. Yeah, So yeah, they were yeah. able to put in those like fun Nicolas Cage things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I totally think that. I think that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of things that happened years ago, mm-hmm. uh, we're recording this today. Mm. On the six-year anniversary of our friendship. And it will be. It's not like when it's like your mum's. You became friends with your mum six years ago because that's mm. when she invented Facebook. You and I met after we both had Facebook. So this this is roughly the day we met. <laughs> you know, like- <laughs> yeah. It'll be like maybe maybe like a week or two ago we would have crossed paths, but yeah, yeah. actually chatted mm. yeah, for the first time. So there you go. Happy anniversary, baby. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. (laughs) There we go. Uh, But yeah, it's crazy to me as well that this podcast has been going for almost three years Mm. and it seems ridiculous that we've been doing this podcast almost half the time we know each other because it feels like we knew each other for so long before we did this. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I would never do a podcast with that guy. But you know, you couldn't resist my my, my big booty (laughs) and you were like, damn, if I get to see that rump every time I record- how could I say no? And I don't. I never get to see it. Now, well, you got to ask. <laughs> Can I see you, Rob? Not right now. We're working. <laughs> All right. Speaking of um, our favorite bits of each other, mm. what's your favorite bit of these movies? Um, Do you have a favorite part? Uh, Is what, it the crazy Nicholas Cage? It might bit? be that. There was a part that made me laugh, but I can't. Oh, um, when so at the end of the second film, they the it's the it's Nick Cage has friend his girlfriend and his parents are all in this in the in the city of gold that they found and along with the the villain whose name is mitch played by ed harris and um they have to they work out that the place is flooding and they work out that one of them has to stay behind to hold the lever that holds the door open and Mm. mitch is like one of us has got to stay behind and then um riley yeah, uh, the best friend character goes. I vote Mitch. <laughs> this guy's the guy. What's his name? The guy who plays Riley. Uh, Justin Barthel. He does a real good job of being a textbook com- comedic relief character in these films. I thought, yeah, like it's, it's not like, ugh, what a trope. It's like, nah, the the comedic relief in these films is actually pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed quite a lot of his little little lines that he would throw yeah, in Yeah, I feel like they shit on him a little bit too much in the second one. Mm, but everyone, that's another th- good thing about the second one, though, is that everyone has a character arc, because that's a big mm. problem with a lot of sequels, I think, is that, um, I think we talk, must have talked about this years ago, um, but that famous J.J. Abrams TED Talk, that um, yeah. the main thing I took away from that was when he goes like, oh, Jaws is about a man struggling with being a father and masculinity, and Jaws 2 is about a big shark. You know, yeah, and so I think if you can give anything to National Treasure Book of Secrets, I would say at least everyone has an arc. 
Like, oh, I would give everything <laughs> to National Treasure Book of Secrets. You know, you know what I mean though. Like every, all, all the characters have a purpose and a and a, a change by yeah. the end of the story, which is yeah, it's good stuff. You know, yeah, even Ty Burrell, yeah, <laughs> whose character is very shortchanged in these in this film. Mm. I feel um, like he plays this kind of character very often as well. Yeah, he played the same character essentially. It, it, for, for those who don't know, National Treasure Book of Secrets, he plays uh, Diane Kruger's characters new boo mm. um and then he's kind of just forgotten about and until they can use him later on yeah yeah and he plays a similar character in the incredible hulk he plays yeah. like betty's new love interest in the incredible hulk i thought the one one thing i noticed about um these movies that you could say is dated or you could say they just don't do this anymore that i thought maybe maybe is of note is the trope of like having a having the the male and female character get together by the end of the movie is something that you mainly see understated or subjected subject <laughs> subverted now right um because in national treasure it's like they meet and you know they can't stand each other and then by the end they, they kiss and they're together and then the second one they're like you know and that that was the path of the course for not yeah, just yeah, adventure yeah. movies but a lot of movies like that but do you remember um hope and scott and ant-man how like yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they like that you know they become friends throughout it and then right at the end michael douglas opens the door and you see them like reeling back from having kissed and they're like oh you, you caught us and nothing else in the in the movie really like goes like and they're gonna get together look here's the little moment of sexual tension between them yeah. it's just kind of something that plays out in the background and isn't a big deal and right, so are you saying that's good or bad? I'm saying it's interesting. I don't know if it is a good yeah. is a good or bad because in National Treasure, I guess I guess I am saying it's bad because in National Treasure, when it happened, it was like, yeah, of course, because that's what happens in, in these kinds of yeah. movies. Well, no, I just I meant more. Your, is your specific Ant Man example bad? No, I don't think it's bad. I'm just saying that's, right, that's yeah. an interesting that's a- change. You know, it's, it's yeah, na- yeah. Na- you, you, barely any Marvel movie if they're the benchmark for the type of movie that's replaced action adventure movies barely any yeah. of them have a love story and uh, if they do they're either not front and center or they're the worst marvel movies <laughs> yeah yeah like the first thor which is just like hey we spent a weekend together and we're both attractive yeah. So let's make out. yeah but yeah i think i think um Aunt hope and scott and ant-man is is very much like a two horny <laughs> attractive single people mm. that have just you know, had this massive rush of adrenaline mm. I gotta yeah. hook up. Yeah, and I, I did when I was watching it. I was like, "This is me rewriting a, a film from 2004." But do you think <laughs> it would have been funny if? So how the scene plays out is like Nicolas Cage, like where they're they're, they're walking at, at gunpoint through the 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 temple beneath. Um, where is the temple in the first one? Uh, it's know. beneath a it's church be- in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, and uh, he like grabs Abigail's hand. He's like, "Hey!" And he like pulls her in and kisses her. Do you think? I reckon if that mo- this movie came out, it'd be like he pulls her in and kisses her, and then she's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" And he's like, "He's like what?" And then it pans over to Riley, and like because Riley and Abigail are alone for a big chunk of the movie. Imagine if they were the, <laughs> the couple that got together yeah. by that point in the movie. I kind of like that because I felt I saw a lot of myself in Riley, um, and so I kind of wish he had got the girl because he kind of seems bummed. Not that he was like in love with Abigail or anything, but that he didn't get the girl by the end of the yeah. the adventure, I guess. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I thought, thought that'd be an interesting way, like if this was made today, because the similar thing happened in Bumblebee, the, the like budding romance in Bumblebee, ends up being one-sided 
which is kind of and it's not treated like a big part of the story it's like a small joke yeah. you know um but yeah yeah no yeah i did see a lot of myself in riley though because in the second one he's written a book that nobody reads and if there's one thing i can relate to it's making content that no one <laughs> that none of your friends even look at and yeah. then you you bring it up all the time and they're like oh yeah it's cool that you did that. <laughs> yeah, it's cool that you did that. Not going to watch it, but it's cool that you did uh, it. But yeah, Riley, here's some randomly placed trivia. Mm-hmm. Give it to um, me. That only, only, you know, relates to our podcast. But this is our second Justin Bartha franchise in which the sequel is basically the same structure as the first, but they go to a different country. Yep. Because he, of course, plays Doug in The Hangover. Mm. Very Do good. you see yourself in Doug in The Hangover? No, because he's getting married. Oh, yes. But he's also left out of adventures. <laughs> That's true. I don't know if I get left out of adventures, to be honest. Yeah. I'm more instigating them, but uh, but no one else wants to go with me. <laughs> so you're like Zach Galifianakis. You're, yeah, you're, um, I'm Zach Galifianakis Alan, again. Alan, yeah. Again, I'm Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> uh, and this is our second film. It's not a, it's our second franchise, but our second film we've talked about on the on Cult Popshire to feature the uh, reflecting pool in front of the Washington Memorial, uh, which had to have water added with CGI because the pool was drained at the time because they also did that in Forrest Gump. Yeah, which is, of course, a Patreon episode. Mm, so sure. shell out, you, you-, <laughs> you cucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's all I could think of. So... Uh, it's our wanna- second Sean Bean franchise. Yes, it is. And our second Sean Bean franchise where he betrays the heroes after <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Um, and if we get James Bond next, it'll be the third one. <laughs> the third mm. time that happens. It also, if yeah. there's one thing you associate with Sean Bean other than he always dies, it's that he always betrays <laughs> the heroes, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> and he doesn't die in this. No, that's true. And it's IMDb Trivia says it's one of the few Sean Bean films where he doesn't die. Mm. He also doesn't die. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I in the Martian, and he kind of betrays. Um, Does he? Jeff Daniels' character. I don't remember. Yeah, and there's a there's a scene. I believe where they, you though. <laughs> they refer to themselves as like the Council of Elrond, and then there's a bit where like Sean Bean explains the different characters in Lord of the Rings. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> no, it's it's fun. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we have a segment we like to do called Dumb IMDb Trivia. Mm. And that we're not going to do that today. Oh. Because I have one of my favorite pieces of IMDb trivia I've ever seen. So this is when you go on National Treasures. This is Treasures, great IMDb trivia. This is fantastic. <laughs> this is just, this, this, this tickled me. Tell me. Uh, in a way that only AJ's beard usually does. On your butthole. <laughs> I got messaged that on Tinder once. What? I want to rub your beard on my butthole. I was From with a bu- girl? Yeah. And I was with a bunch of friends and I was like, what should I say back? And they were like, say what else? And so I said, oh. what else? And then she didn't reply. I wasn't interested, so it's fine. Was she attractive? 
Beauty's you know, in the did eye she of have the a good personality? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> what did you say? Um, that it looks depends. I who said be- beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Oh yeah. Well, you know, that could have been something special. Could have been. Imagine but that. Imagine this, tell, imagine having, beard imagine they having that in your vows. <laughs> Yeah, imagine. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll hit her up again. Maybe she'll still matched with her. <laughs> oh, my God. You will do. you marry me? Back, I'll just send her, will you marry me? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I might like, in your vows, be like, I remember when you first um, proposed that I, mm. my beard would tickle your butthole, and tonight, yeah, yeah. baby, that's finally going to happen. Mm. And yeah. then your whole family are like, oh, we're happy for you, but. <laughs> Wish you didn't tell us that part. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't have put it on a podcast. <laughs> That's true. Maybe it won't be by the time this gets out. <laughs> uh, so anyway, this is uh, one of my favorite pieces of IMDb trivia of all the time. Um, all the time. And if this is good all enough, of the time? all the time. <laughs> um, if this ends up being good enough to be our pod vid for the week. Oh, now we're requesting. Um, no, nah, but like, well, you're going to have to keep the butthole story in there. Well, no. Because it's, it's interwoven with... You- if you listen to the pod vids, I edit out quite a lot of superlative yeah. bits in between. But I wouldn't say that's superlative. I'd say it's integral. Okay. Well, okay. what's well, your anyway. piece of trivia? Well, anyway, let, let's, let's see if it is or not. But um, one of my favorite pieces of IMDb trivia, I've hyped it up too much. It's not that good. But did you know that in National Treasure, the good guys in the movie use Google and the bad guys use Yahoo search engines? <laughs> <laughs> I did notice someone using Yahoo at one point, but I didn't click that the good guys use Google. That's amazing. That's so funny. That's such a funny creative decision. Yeah, totally. What? Because I remember they, oh, they, the bad guys are trying to get um, a clue that the good guys have already got, and they only get a word, and then so it shows them on Yahoo typing in that word followed by Declaration of Independence to try and <laughs> figure out what they know. Which you know they yeah. do, and it's the easier way to do it. Yeah, which is what yeah what you do, and like like movies don't get googling, they don't they don't get it very good often. Mm. You know, mm. they'll they they always their search terms are always very strange. It's like why would you? Mm. Anyway, speaking the, of the yeah no and 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 the amazing Spider Man he uses Google in the first one and Bing in the second one. I think it's the other way around. Ah. Uh. Well, I think because it's being in the first one, then because it's uh, Sony production, they have, they're affiliated in some way. With and, Google? Huh? Sony, no, Sony and, and Bing. Oh. Or like there, there was like some kind of sponsorship sort of oh. deal. And then it became a meme. And then so on the second one, he uses Google. Oh. Imagine explaining that to the person who's sponsoring you. Yeah. Like, listen, sorry, Luke Crate, but no one likes you anymore. <laughs> we, please still give us money, but we're not going to, we're not sponsored by Luke Crate. So I yeah. can say that. Yeah. And like, I had a Luke Crate subscription for a long time. Yeah. And, and you why know did what? You stop I've got it. so many t shirts I never wear. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, foam swords and, <laughs> yeah, like- and a, um, infinity gauntlet oven mitt which is like the coolest thing they've ever given but then they were like please do not use this as an oven mitt it does it heat goes right through it you'll burn your hands <laughs> cuts through it like a hot, hot knife through butter yeah so that was a shame they were like if you send us a photo of it cut up we'll send you something else so you'd like you know to prove that you've gotten rid of it mm. uh but i didn't and i just kept it and you know what i haven't burned myself yet 
Have you used it as an oven mitt? I have not. Oh. <laughs> uh, but if I do, yeah, oh, my, arm will, my arm will look like yours, mate. <laughs> oh, have you a, still got your gross Bernie arm? Um, the wrong arm. Uh, can you see it still? Oh, yeah. Man, that's been there for a while, eh? Yeah, I don't know if it's going to go away, <laughs> to be honest with you. For oh, those man. who, I think, I think we only talked about this on Patreon, but I, uh, about a month ago, I threw a piece of steak into a hot pan and it splashed the the oil in the pan and, and I it hit my arm and it burnt me really badly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, there's, like there's like a third degree burn on my arm. On you my should put arm. a photo of it on Instagram. Uh, it's, it's gross. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh yeah and it's still there it looks like it looks like a weird kind of leech on your armor eh? yeah, yeah you can actually actually if you watch the latest cult popshire video essay which is on unused <laughs> james bond titles and you look at my so my right arm and and you'll see it as on the left yeah, um camera left. yeah camera left then you'll see the the burns on my arm so that's a for eagle eye viewers <laughs> Look out for that in the new video. That that's on the that's week. dumb IMDb trivia for that yeah. video. <laughs> uh, so, uh, obviously, the Declaration of Independence is very integral to this film. Mm-hmm. Um, there but is have actually you s- ever read it, AJ? Yeah, have you? No. Uh, well, do you know there's actually there is actually is something on the back of it. Oh, really? It says original Declaration of Independence dated fourth of July, seventeen seventy six, which is what they do say that in the film. But um, that's at the bottom of the document, and it's upside down. And do you know that nobody knows who wrote that? Mysterious. Interesting, eh? But Very it's because cool. it was, um, for a lot of its life, it was just like rolled up in storage. So it probably someone just would have written on it. Be like, right. this is the Declaration of Independence. Chuck that in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before it was like the most important yeah. thing in the world. Yeah, it's like, amazing, not like that. Um, it's just at, in a bin at like the, a poster shop. You're like, Space Jam, Speed <laughs> 2. Original Declaration of Independence dated 4th of July, 1776. <laughs> Fifty Shades Free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I, before you watch the films, I mentioned to you that there's an obscure Weirdo Yankovic reference in mm. the first one. Did you pick it up? No, I forgot you told me that. Mm, very nice. So, well. <laughs> <laughs> very cool, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> so, while uh, Nicholas Cage is attempting to decipher the first clue on the on board the Charlotte after Shaw suggests prison, mm-hmm. Riley says, Albuquerque, see, I can do it too, snorkel. This is a reference mm. to the 1998 Weird Al Yankovic song, Albuquerque, which talks about a man's journey to Albuquerque with his lucky snorkel. Wow. It's very really in character for that character to reference. Yeah, that's Weird that's Al. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not that hardcore of a Weird Al fan. I don't think I've heard Albuquerque. Like when I was 12, I was a hardcore Weird Al fan, but I don't think I ever listened to Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What do you have to say I about that? I believe Albuquerque was his longest song until he released "Trapped in the Drive Thru," which is by Weird Al Yankovic, based on the song by. Reginald Kelly. Got him! <laughs> uh, Kelly's no. going to replace the Weinstein references in, in this podcast now. Instead uh, of like, speaking of the Weinsteins, they were right there on these, weren't they? Were they? No. Were they? This is Disney. Disney Disney don't fuck with Weinstein. <laughs> well, they did for a while because they owned Miramax. Actually, they did, and they made Earbud as well. So, mm-hmm. so I know nothing. 
Yeah, put that in your um, put hole and smoke I know it. nothing, Jon Snow, which is a, a kind of a quote from Game of Thrones, which is a TV show which also stars Sean Bean. Ah, well, it did. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, fuck. Uh, no, maybe I, I've, I've watched something else recently that had Harvey Weinstein's name on mm. it. Uh, and I'm just getting getting my wires. It was it was it that like documentary on on like TV One. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, oh, that's it. Of course, it was produced by Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> That'd be the ultimate righteousness if the like inevitable movie about the Harvey Weinstein scandal was um, produced by Miramax or whatever. <laughs> uh, the Weinstein Company. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Here's a funny conversation that would have had to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so Helen Mirren is in the second one. She plays uh, yep. Ben Gates, Nicholas Cage's mum. And uh, around this time, she was playing The Queen in a film called The Queen. I've heard of it. And she actually had a meeting set up with The Queen, Queen Elizabeth II. Wow. But she had to turn it down because she was too busy filming National Treasure 2, Book of Secrets. Which is about... <laughs> The queen, the queen in some um, small way. Yeah. But imagine that. Imagine, like... I'm sorry, I've got to no, go make the sequel to this Nicolas Cage vehicle. Yeah. Which, and she wasn't even in the first one. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the like, it's weird to me to think that Queen Elizabeth II may, might have heard of National Treasure Book of Secrets. Mm. Because... Helen Mirren's told us. Well, it's weird to think about the Queen knowing or doing anything modern. Like, mm. you know, like, I can't, she probably knows about, she knows about James Bond because she was in that, yeah. the Olympics opening ceremony. Well, of course she knows about James Bond. It's been around for 50 years. Yeah, yeah, but, you know. She knows who Daniel she, Craig is. She knows who Daniel Craig is. She, mm. she, she theoretically knows Daniel Craig did other movies <laughs> like yeah. she theoretically knows about layer cake richard yeah the only <laughs> other daniel craig movie you can think of um do you reckon when like like when logan lucky came out she was like oh it's my mate daniel we have to go see that mm. i don't think she, she was, did huh? I, don't th- I don't think she did think that it's like how in the dark knight um the joker says to batman you complete me <laughs> and it's like Either the Joker went to the cinema to see Jerry Maguire, or he's since caught it on TV. Yeah, or or gotten it out on DVD. Yeah, or maybe he just didn't know. Maybe he'd heard it in the zeitgeist, but didn't know what it's from. <laughs> yeah, he didn't realize. <laughs> uh, yeah, so mm. that's pretty much all we really had to say about National Treasure, isn't it? Well, I mean, we've got some some siggies we can do. Yeah, have you got a siggy you want to do? Well, we've got um, so we've got a bunch of seggies actually. Okay, we've, well, blow, blow well, yeah, mate. Bloody you, fire them at me. Have you got Ask Everyone 2019? Maybe? I haven't. Well, while you do that, I'll talk about titles a lot, if you like. Okay. Oh, Are Jesus. you all good to, to set that up? Yeah, I can find okay. someone. All right. So we talk about titles a lot in this podcast. Um, and got National Treasure is a real good title. Yeah, man. Like, it's got that delicious double meaning that all the best titles have. Um, because Nicolas Cage is a national treasure? Because, exactly. No, he is, though. Like, I reckon that's a, that's part of it. Like, so it's, it works three ways. It's a triple meaning. Like, national treasure being a term terminology to begin with. Then it's about, for Americans, it literally is national treasure, which 
you know, you don't get a lot of movies about American treasure. And then Nicholas stars Nicholas Cage, who many would probably regard as a national treasure. The only thing I can fault it on is when these movies came out, I had not heard of the term. And so when, you know, because like, how old was I in 2004? Like 10 and so yeah. when when I started hearing the phrase national treasure used, I originally thought it was a reference to the, the films, but neither like but beyond that, it's it's almost like because the type of movie it is and the type of way these kinds of movies come about, it almost feels like they came up with the title first. <laughs> and they were like, let's do a movie called or someone someone referred to a national treasure and then someone extrapolated that in their mind and was like, what if there's a movie that's actually about a national treasure? Cause it's it's one of those things like it's so lucky if they came up with this idea and then someone was like, oh let's call it National Treasure. Because, like, can you imagine if that was the case? And in that, in that board yeah, meeting, man. they're like, oh, what should we call it? And so I was like, what about National Treasure? And John Turtletorb was like, that's that's excellent. <laughs> like, there's no other title it could be. It's National Treasure. So, yeah, I think National Treasure is a real good title. Um, National Treasure Book of Secrets is cool. Uh, you know, it's the best, I guess. International Treasure wouldn't be as special because it's. I think that is what, special, what is special about the series is that it's American based and like the um the the second one if I was defaulted on anything, I'd say it's kind of a shame that they go out of America for a bit. Um but I mean it still comes back to it in the end. So yeah. All right. Thanks, AJ, for stalling. <laughs> That's all good. So this is this is Ask Everyone twenty nineteen, um, where we ask anyone involved with one or more of our franchises to to be on the show, come and have an interview. And, and the the reason we publicize it like this and do it on, on air is because it's less pathetic if you guys see us tweet someone and get no replies. It's less pathetic if you know mm. we're doing it. And on, uh, have we got any updates on our one from last week? Uh, no, he has not replied. Um, <laughs> hey. uh, we were going to. Did you find John Turtletorb's uh, Twitter? Yeah. Isn't it bizarre? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I think it, it looks like it's him. He doesn't have the blue tick, but it's it's his profile picture and, and stuff, you know. Yeah, and, I mean, that could be anyone. Yeah, but every tweet he's done is just, like, links to bootleg free movies. It's like a leader battle angel, HD, free, watch here, watch here, watch here. And I was like... Yeah, I highly doubt it's anything to do with John Tilton. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe we mustn't have Twitter then. All right, mm. who have we got? Who are we tweeting? Uh, so... Do you remember who plays um, Agent Johnson in the first National Treasure film? No. Uh, it's a guy called Mark Pellegrino. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Pellegrino. I've got signed um, photos of him oh. from, from Armageddon. I didn't get them myself, but a friend went to Armageddon. Well, and I, I have a picture of Jacob from Lost with a AJ, to AJ, Jacob Loves You written on it. Well, I love Mark Pellegrino, man. Maybe That's a really if he good idea. Says yes, we can. You can show him those photos. Hmm. But uh, we're tweeting at him saying, "Hey, man, would you be interested in doing uh, being interviewed over Skype for a New Zealand podcast? We're big fans of your roles in Lost and National Treasure. Would love to chat to you about them." <laughs> like, ah, yes, Lost and National Treasure. <laughs> <laughs> he also he played. For, he was playing Jacob and Lost at the same time he was playing Lucifer and Supernatural, and I always thought that was real interesting because Jacob's kind of a deity. And Lucifer's literally the devil, you know. Mm. He's also in um, 
uh, Mulholland Drive, which we've watched for mm-hmm. our Patreon show, and he's also in The Big Lebowski, uh, where he's the guy who pisses on the rug. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Flea is one of them as well? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. So. No, Flea's one of the nihilists. That's uh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That's a good idea. That's I did notice him in the film and was okay. like, huh. Are you happy with that tweet? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, tweet so away. Tweeted. Launched. All right. <laughs> That'd be so cool getting him to interview him. Cool, cool. Yeah, well, I mean, I would say do not get your hopes up. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, and so here we are at our favorite, fr- uh, the, the whole reason we do this podcast, continue the franchise. <laughs> oh, boy. So there have been attempts to continue the franchise already because the oh. second film ends very much open for a sequel uh, and very much kind of what a sequel would be about. That, that wasn't... Um- that wasn't confirmed what they're talking about at the end, was it? Uh, what do you mean? So the, the Book of Secrets, the president specifically tells Nick Cage to look at page 47. And then at the end of the movie, he's like, so did you look at page 47? He's like, yes, it's life altering, sir. And then he's like, let's talk about it. And then it just cuts. And I was like, were we supposed to pick up what they're talking about? Or is it intentionally yeah. left open? Apparently, it's like referencing rebirth or reincarnation or something like that. But how do you know that? Uh, that's just what it says. Oh, that's what I've seen online. Interesting. It's like, oh, it's hinted at this, and I'm like, oh, I didn't pick that up in the film, but whatever. Hmm. So here's the timeline of events. December 2007, before the second film was released, Nicolas Cage said, "Yeah, I'd love to do a third film. It should they should go even more international, hmm. um, international treasure." Hmm. I disagree, um, Nick Cage, respectfully, but well, no, I don't disagree as long as the MacGuffin in question is based in America. I think that's crucial hmm. to to what the series is. Yeah, I think it worked. Yeah, I think the second one doesn't betray the title yeah. anywhere. No, like I agree. Uh, so early 2008, Disney registered domains for National Treasure 3 DVD and National Treasure 4 DVD.com. Wow. Um, they're both now unregistered. but Let's get them, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Reroute them to cultpopshire.com. Uh, later that year in May, um, the director and producer, John Turtletob, said that uh, they're going to take some time <laughs> making a third one. Uh, end of that year, uh, Jerry Bruckheimer, who produced these films, um, officially confirmed that they are developing a third film. A couple months later, he said, yep, the writers are writing the script. And then in May 2010, he said the first screenplay, the first draft of the screenplay was completed. 2012. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Cage said, I've not heard any news about a third one at this time, and it would be interesting to take National Treasure to t- into South America. <laughs> and Those, those twi- quotes, types of quotes are so like, it's like any kind of vague plot details that gets mentioned. Because, you know, we've all read Wikipedia possible sequel, fu- fu- the future section on Wikipedia pages. Yeah, yeah. And it's all, they're always be, they'll always be like real boring. Well, not boring, but like... um behind the scenes stuff and then there'll be one quote that's like yeah we're gonna do it in south america and it's like plot (laughs) give me plot (laughs) um so 2013 justin bartha said a third installment was a possibility scripts have been written april 2014 bruckheimer said the first act of national treasure three was complete and exciting Mm. 2016 uh bob Iger, ceo of disney Say, uh, responded to a question about the third film saying, 
We've done two, and yes, they were really fine movies. I know Jerry Bruckheimer, who produced them, has had conversations with our studio a number of times about it, and there have been some developments along the way, but as of right now, we have not greenlit, as we say, a National Treasure 3. <laughs> but I do know there is time and some resources spent on development. Is he Dr. Evil? We have not had this time. <laughs> like and as we say... National Treasure 3. <laughs> he did the air quotes, which you um, can see. So 2016, again, a couple months later, Nicolas Cage confirmed the film is still in the writing process. 2017. 10 years now. Too long. Jerry Bruckheimer revealed the script was already finished, but Disney was not satisfied with the story. Wow. Fast forward to six months ago. John Turtletop re- reiterated that a script for a possible third film was close, but Disney still wasn't completely sold by the idea. So everyone involved still really wants to make one. It's weird, like, the idea of Disney being like, nah, it's just not, it doesn't live up to the, like, it's weird that National yeah. Treasure would be the, the, the franchise they're that passionate about when they crap they don't out it, Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean <laughs> sequels, you know. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But, I mean, the world needs another National Treasure, man. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go first when I continue the franchise. Is it because it's real bad? Yeah. Cool. On have you got a real bad one? I quite like mine, but it's okay, nothing, nothing well, special. No, mine, mine isn't necessarily bad. It's it's three sort of very like simple ideas. Mm-hmm. So one simplest idea possible is a downloadable Ben Gates skin for Un- the Uncharted games. Sure, yeah, yeah. So you can play Uncharted as Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, second one uh, uh, takes a form which we've never had before. In film franchise Fortnite's. And that is a National Treasure ride at Ooh. Walt Disney World. Very cool. Yeah, because there hasn't been one based on it. But I think it's it's a very, like, mm. you know, just, just have Nicolas Cage be like, oh, come with me, we've got to find the treasure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and then, you know, it's just a roller coaster. Mm. Um, and then my final one, which... Uh, it's an idea, but it's not... I haven't got any plot details or anything like that. Maybe it'll take place in South America. But... Uh, a crossover between National Treasure and the Kingsman franchise. Okay. Now, can you imagine why I would be doing that? No, tell me. No, there, there is something these franchises both have in common. Yep. Um, and that is Bruce Greenwood plays the President of the United States in uh, the second film of both franchises. Very cool. He I mean, is- they're set like, you know, over a decade apart. Has- <laughs> so unless he's abolished term limits <laughs> and then has just, you know, continued to be the president uh, and, and become way more of a dick yeah. <laughs> between because yeah, he's yeah. quite cool and National Treasure and then massive dick and um, Kingsman, the Golden Circle. Mm. Um, it's actually kind of hard yeah. to believe he's only played the president twice because. Uh, actually. Oh. He played uh, JFK in a film as well. Because he's one of those, like, like, four actors they always get to play the president. Like, he's got that generic <laughs> white president look to him, Yeah, I guess. Um, what about a, a in-universe movie made about Ben Gates' life, but um, David Schwimmer is cast as Ben Gates? <laughs> Why? Because like Nicolas Cage and David Schwimmer kind of look the same. That's a comparison I've never heard. Haven't before. you? Oh no! Someone someone did a thing a couple of weeks ago. Where it was like if you fo- if you face swap Ross Geller with oh, Nick Cage. Yes, I did see it, that. It just looks more like like Ross Geller. Um, yes, that's right. So maybe like yeah, it's like a and and you like you can do another National Treasure, but there's like a 
in-universe movie being made about their life and David Schwimmer's playing <laughs> Ben Gates. Yeah. Um, Very that's nice. Not, that's not Very my continue nice. the franchise, though. Okay. Well, that's all we have time for. No. Okay. My one, I was like, all right, what do we do for a third one? And there's there's things that a National Treasure sequel needs. And as I said, one is it's got to be an American um, treasure. Um, it's got to be... Um, it's got to have Nick Cage and all the all the rest return, and it's got to have some kind of impossible task that they have to do in order to get what they want. Yep. So you know, the first time it was steal the Declaration of Independence, second time it's kidnap the president. So I want maybe this could be National Treasure, page forty seven. You know, whatever. Oh, that Call- was exactly the title I would have said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's not like it's a it's a hard thing to think of. But no, yeah. no, that was my identity. <laughs> oh my gosh, how ghostly! Because well, I was trying to think of like oh, like the lost page or whatever. But then it's mm. like page forty seven actually sounds quite mm. cool. So basically, I want my one to be about. Um, I was like, what's intrinsically American? It's like fuck it, let's do aliens. Let's Kingdom of the Crystal Skull oh, this bitch and, okay. and do national treasure with aliens. And so this is very. These are ideas that aren't strung together with a plot or anything but basically it's about the, the through the book of secrets they they come to learn that area 51 exists um they want to get the the treasure itself is the um roswell alien corpse the you know yeah. alien autopsy corpse for some reason they want to get that but the only way they can get it is if uh, Nick Cage, and by this point of the film, everyone's just calling him Nicolas Cage, um, is, <laughs> is, is if he becomes the, like, I don't know, the the, the mayor of um, Nevada and, and, and then declares, because um, uh, Nevada is where, Nevada is where. Area, Area 51, 51 is. Oh. He, has to, he has to make Nevada a separate sovereign country from America. And then, so now he has to he has to make a new country. Where he has to make Nevada leave America, the United States and be independent. And then, um, for some reason, he declares war on America. Like, that's the, that's, it's still the Declaration of Independence, kidnap the president, declare war on America. For some and reason. So that, that's, that's the line? Yeah, yeah, that, the, they're like, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we, war America. <laughs> yeah, man. You know what? You know what we have to do. What? I gotta declare war on the United States. <laughs> like, that's a, yeah, I, like, it'll be like on the United States of America. <laughs> yeah, and so that that happens, and then um, they manage to get the alien corpse, and they activate something in it, which brings the aliens back down because now they know where the corpse is, and they're like, "Take us to your leader," and they take him. They they give them Nicholas Cage, and Nicholas Cage becomes the ambassador for planet Earth and talks to aliens. <laughs> Right. National really Treasure Three, Book of quite, Secrets, quite page a um, quite a leap. Yeah, man. And like, I was like, where do they go in this one? Maybe they have to tunnel under Route sixty six. Maybe they have to um, they have to fill in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> That's the landing pad for the aliens. And like, we've got to fill in the Grand Canyon. We so you know, just like- just other uh, yeah. uh, other places, American like landscapes or characters that must be. Yeah. You know, Wait, 
We have to blow up the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> They've already done Statue of Liberty. I did think but how they you could blow work it up now. That they have to they have to fly a plane into the new World Trade Center. <laughs> it's like no one no one's going to get hurt. They've you know they're not going to kill anyone, but they have to do it. But like you know how like on edge everyone would be of seeing a plane going towards the <laughs> yeah. What's it called um, now? The the number oh my one. Oh god, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all to talk to aliens for some reason because now Ben Gates is just a conspiracy theorist I guess <laughs> yeah nice nice <laughs> I have to crash a plane into the World Trade Center you know what I have to do <laughs> I, have to de- wow. I have to crash a plane into the World Trade Center and declare war on the United States of America and the dad John Voigt who plays his dad is like I agree. <laughs> it's, like, it's the only way. I think yeah. that's what I enjoy about the National Treasure movies most of all is that they find a way for it to be like, this is the only way. This yeah, like yeah, ludicrous yeah, yeah. task is the only way. And they do it quite seamlessly, which is something I it's, – it's a good creative writing exercise. Come up with the impossible task first and then write the story yeah, yeah. so that that's what they have to do. Mm. You mm. know what we have to do? I have to join ISIS. <laughs> you know what I have to do? I have to stick this cucumber up my butt. <laughs> That's like the there's no there's no other solution. <laughs> he says in one of them, he's like in the first one, he's like, I know it's the only way, but we've got to think of something else. At one point, he says that something like that. Mm. Anyway, cool. Yeah, good stuff, man. Oh, great stuff, dude. Good stuff. I think this one, when we finally do our ranking of. Uh, all the franchises we've ever done, this is going to be number one. <laughs> Call it now, <laughs> Without mate. Without a doubt. <laughs> There's literally no possible way that that will fail. Mm. Now, uh, we have to select a new franchise. And we're doing it with Franchise Roulette, which when was the last time we did Franchise oh Roulette? Oh, God, it's been so long. Oh. Should we actually go back and check when the last time we did Franchise Roulette was? No, it would have been... Well, National Treasure technically was chosen randomly. Austin Powers was the last. The no, Austin no, Powers that, was a was the, um, Patreon suggestion. Yeah, shit. Um, Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, shit. That's ages ago. Yeah, man, that's so long ago. So since then we've done Toy Story, Halloween, Final Destination, Three Hundred, Austin Powers. Um, actually, it was Three Hundred? Did we choose that randomly? But we choose it from the two film franchise. Mm, yeah, because we. Yeah. I can't remember. Anyway, it's been a while. I've got it's the list open, man. I'm looking at it. It's like a comforting. It's like a glass of warm milk. All right. We've got at at 33. Did you know that nine and a half weeks is a trilogy? I didn't know that. <laughs> you find such interesting tidbits on this franchise yeah. list that we wrote three years ago. Yeah, I, I I add to it every now and then. Oh, okay. Okay. Um. All right. What are you hoping for? Oh. Um, I'm hoping that we didn't take National Treasure off and we get it again. And we have to do it again. <laughs> um, how many um, how many f- uh, films franchises are on the list? I'm looking at 195 on the 195? list. 195? Is that less than it usually is? Uh, yeah, we-, we took off all the two film franchises, remember? Ah, uh, that's right, yes. Cool, cool. So, the, yeah, if, you don't, if you've never heard it before, in this segment we're going to uh, have a random number generator, give us a number, and whatever number on our franchise list that correlates to is going to be our next one. So give it to me, Richard. Okay, uh, my phone is on charge in the other room, so I've just done one on the screen now. and I'm We just have gonna to hear s- it. 
Okay, fine. I'll, I'll get my phone. Well, it, it doesn't work. Otherwise, we could make it up and be like, oh, yeah, we got uh, the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids trilogy. And that's not fair. That's not a fair way to do it. The people demand authenticity. Have you been talking this whole time? Yeah, but I, I ran out of things to say. All right. What's the All what's right. our number, baby? Oh, Jesus. I've really screwed my phone. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, actually, yeah. We we do this so rarely that it's. Uh, yeah, so what was it? One ninety-five. Yeah, one ninety-five. Oh. Forty-nine. Did you hear that? Forty-nine. Forty-nine. There we go. Forty-nine. Yeah. Forty-nine is. Do you want me to play it up for you? Uh, yeah. All right. It's something where the most recent edition uh, yeah. we've actually watched recently. Like you and I in our personal lives have watched right. recently. Um, How there recently? Are, uh, in the past six months, we've both okay. watched this film. This the, the latest one, and yep. it is the fifth. So there are five films to watch, but there are a trilogy and um, a, an American remake, mm-hmm. and then another American addition to that story that isn't necessarily a sequel to the American remake. Uh, can I guess? Yes. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. It is the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, or the Millennium yep. Trilogy, I believe it's called. So that consists of, I think, are they the Scandinavian? What, what, where are they from? Swedish? Yeah. So there's a Swedish Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Girl who played with fire, Girl who kicked the hornet's nest, and then, of course, there is the American Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and the Girl in the Spider's Web was the most recent one. Yeah, the girl in the spider's web, colon, a new Dragon Tattoo story. Hmm. <laughs> this is a very messy franchise. We haven't had a messy franchise we have, like this. We haven't had a messy franchise like this in a long time. Um, so that's really interesting. We, yeah, when was the last time we had like a straight series and then remake, you know, like or re- re-adaptation? It's been, it feels like it's been a while since that happened. Yeah, well, because even like Hellraiser, oh, actually Halloween, I guess, but the, even yeah. that feels very... Uh, no, defined every, every halloween movie after the first halloween is technically a sequel to the first halloween though actually no there is a, you're right there are two reboots in there yeah okay so halloween was the last time we did it yeah but even still because i guess because halloween's so well documented it feels neater mm, yeah you know this is actually probably neater to be honest yeah <laughs> um, yeah yeah now halloween cool. was a fucking mess <laughs> cool so that's exciting that's i'm happy with that, that yeah that i should go this um if i go by uh, the girl on the spider's web. This will be our—I don't know what number franchise. Maybe like second or third franchise that I already own all of them. Wow! Because I've got the Swedish ones on DVD. I've got David Finch's one on Blu-ray, and I do not own the spider's web. Spider's but web. I did enjoy it. And spoilers for next week. Spoilers! <laughs> I enjoyed the film. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. Okay, well, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, and please. Uh, find us on Facebook and YouTube and subscribe. Ugh, sorry, or like us. <laughs> um, well, I'm not going to like you now. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, iTunes. Uh, email us at copoptionmedia at gmail.com. Uh, you can also support us at 
patreon.com slash Popshire. And also we've got some new merch up on Teespring. So teespring.com slash stores slash cult dash Popshire. You, you can, can find buy the some... links on our Facebook. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and you can find some cool shirts if you feel so inclined. Thank you for joining us, everybody. And we will see you next week where we're next week we're talking about um the films that should have been nominated for the oscars oh yeah we are so gotta watch them (laughs) yeah i've already seen almost almost all of them yeah so cool all right see you bye